Hello. Welcome to a new episode of the Born Worthy podcast. I'm your host, Robin. I am happy to be here with you. Actually, what I meant to say is that I'm happy that you're here. You know, I'm really going to this into this one unprepared because I'm trying to get this out for tomorrow, which is Valentine's Day. So fingers crossed. Um, yeah, we're just going to get right into it. Today, I it's a Tuesday. I normally do all my recording on the weekend because my brain is just a little fresher, you know? It's a little harder to think during the, the week for me. I just have been on a journey, as I've mentioned in every single podcast. So that's not what we're here about today. <clears throat> today, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. It's the day of love. And this isn't really... It's about love, but it's about love for yourself and not in the way that I've talked about it in the past, but in this way of like, we all tend to be, have this idea that we want to be our most like authentic, truest, most powerful selves. And then we don't do anything to like actually let ourselves be that because we're so afraid of being the weird one, the rejected one, the one that like doesn't conform. Not even doesn't conform, but like doesn't fit into the group. It's like you don't want to be a person that conforms. You want to be your own person and stand in your values and stand for what you believe in, but you don't want to be an outcast. And it's such an interesting balance, right? Especially I find with social media where everything is a trend and you want to fit in. And, you know, this kind of really started to be, hey, it's been a conversation I've been having a lot recently. But one of the things I noticed is the last year for 2023, I had set like this idea and I know I've seen it like all that and different things where it's like, oh, this is going to be my soft girl era. I want it to be my soft girl era. I'm going to be soft, soft, soft. Well, if you know me, I would not describe myself as a soft person. My energy is not soft. The way I talk, not soft. Um, my voice, generally not soft. I can be like a gentle human who can be kind with your heart and gentle with you as a person. But I'm just like, sometimes I just feel like a bit like a ramrod. Like I'm just kind of, I'm a lot, I'm chaotic. I can be quite chaotic. I mean, you might not think that. You might. Um, depends what setting we've connected in. If we've connected ever in person, um, I can be quite a um, chaotic human being, which is actually one of, it's so funny, it's one of my favorite qualities about myself is that I can be very all over the place and um, it can come across as quite funny. And it's one of my favorite traits, but it also can sometimes be one of the traits that we become the most insecure about. And I find that with a lot of people where it's like, the things we really love about ourselves are also the things we feel the most insecure about and they're things we try to hide, um, hide away. So going back to the soft girl era, I was like, oh, I just want to be like in my feminine energy, whatever that means sometimes. I'm all for feminine energy and the bachelor, but like my, the idea that I had of it at the time was that I had to be really gentle and I had to like really love spending hours breaking, baking bread, which I can't eat because I'm celiac. And I had to like want to just like, turn soft music on as soon as I wake up and and do all these like beautiful long morning routines and soft lighting and it's like that's just not my day so I kept feeling like I was fucking failing because I kept trying to be somebody that I genuinely wasn't and here's the thing the people I look up to are not what I would describe as soft people they're like badass people that are in their integrity they 
have no problem setting boundaries. They're the most authentic version of themselves. They really have no interest in conforming to anything. That's what draws me to them. Like, I think of, like, so, like, Brittany Brown is somebody that I absolutely idolized. Or maybe idolize isn't the right word. She is somebody that I would love to emulate one day. Like, she's just incredible to me. But I would not describe Brene Brown as gentle. She's quite fierce, right? She's very outspoken. Um, she talks a lot about the hard things that people get really uncomfortable talking about. Uh, there's just a lot, even the people in my life who I consider friends and mentors, um, I wouldn't describe them as gentle or soft at all. I would describe them as the opposite. I love even male, female, like I am so drawn to powerful people and powerful energy. I love it. So what what was I doing trying to like conform to this like soft version of me that A, doesn't exist. I was trying to fit myself into a box so that like I could be more like accepted or what I thought would be more accepted because like there was this huge thing going around like that like yeah women should be soft and so it's like well if you're not soft then you're not desirable or you know it's like this idea that women should like be good and sit down and be quiet and don't speak up it comes from that right so when you're somebody that naturally um tends to be on the side of like speaking up or holding firm or or stating their opinion or anything like that like you just you've kind of top in that like you're bossy you're bitchy you're all of those things um so it's just this interesting thing so I started to realize it last year where I was like why do I keep trying to fit myself into boxes that I am just it's literally at my core it's not who I am even like when I ask for people I always do all these exercises and then my friends I have to I ask them like how would you describe me and it's words like passionate bold funny obviously um resolute I don't know if I'm saying that right I actually have it on my wall like resilient there's all these really big words that are not soft words because that's just not been my energy so anyways so it's been coming a lot up in a lot of conversations lately just around this idea that it's like even just with boundaries or it's like yeah you can you can be a kind person and still say what needs to be said. You know, um, I was having this conversation. I taught a workshop this past weekend, which was incredible. So I just had overheard a conversation that Jamie from Arenda was having with some of her mentorship groups. And it was a lot about, you know, this idea that we have to be kind and be the kind person. I, this is something I really actually struggle with a lot. It's like I was very, very, very rewarded growing up for being the kind kid the good kid. And so as an adult, I have a really hard time with the idea of not being kind or being considered quote unquote bad. Um, and it's not bad, like, but it's like bad being mean or hurting somebody. But, but it's this idea. And I went to, um, I did the Hoffman process, uh, a year and a half ago. And one of the biggest things that came back for me, and it's something I talk about in my group and I mention to people all the time, I think I did a blog on it at one point because I think it's so fucking important, is whether it's either needing to set boundaries or situations that didn't go well or you're not kind of like, even it goes to like not fitting in, which is what we're going to get into after this. But it, 
this idea that in order to keep the peace, whose peace are we keeping? Because it's not ours. We prioritize other people's peace before ours. And what that actually tells our system, and this is what really landed with me, and I wish I had grabbed it from my journal, is that like, when you're saying in situations like, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't want to like, I don't want to make a big deal about it. It's whatever, like whatever. What you're actually telling yourself on a consistent basis is it doesn't matter because I don't matter. And when I heard that reframe, I was quite emotional about it because the idea that there were so many situations and in Hoffman, you go through some really deep stuff. So there were some really deep, big, hard situations that I was having to go through in my memory and realize that like they were very big deals and it wasn't okay. And but I just went about it because I was like, well, I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want. But it's like, but I was very hurt. And by doing that, I was just constantly telling myself, you don't matter. It doesn't matter that you, you're hurt. It doesn't matter. You don't matter. Because we have this idea that we're like, well, I, I know I can handle it. I can handle it. And I know what they're going through or this is happening. We make excuses or we just become total fucking martyrs about it. Or it's like, oh, I'll be the hero. I'll handle it. And I'll be responsible for it because we don't trust that they can be responsible for it. But we don't hold people responsible. And the conversation that like Jamie and I ended up getting into and I was like, that's such a good point is like, especially with kids. And and when you teach kids this, they become adults who can't set boundaries either. Is when kids are being bullied, we teach them kill them with kindness, be kind, don't stoop to their level. And really, again, Jamie made such an incredible point where it's like, no, call them out about it. Like, why are we teaching kids not to call shit out and just be like, okay, like I want to teach a kid to tell somebody to shut the fuck up. Oh man, I and then I was like, why can't yeah, why can't you say that actually? If someone's being mean to you and they're saying really cruel things and all of that. Why can't you say something very direct that points it out? Why is it just like, oh, just turn a blind eye or tell them to stop? First of all, no kid is going to stop. Like, that's not how it works. But if you call them out, they will because they're not expecting it. But how many of us do that as adults as well? We don't call shit out because we're like, oh, I just want to be kind. Um, You don't want to be mean. You're like, maybe I'm making you, I don't want to make a big deal about it. Oh, is it petty? And it's like, no, if you're upset or they're treating you wrong, you need to say something because it's disrupting your peace. And what we don't realize in those situations is we're like, oh, sure, they can be cruel to me and I'll make a hundred different excuses as to why that's okay. But that's cruelty to self. You are now being so cruel to yourself by not valuing your own feelings, valuing the things you want, how you want to be treated, how you want to present yourself, all of those things. And we just normalize it. Because we're terrified of being rejected, even though it's like, I would rather people treat me like shit than be rejected. Or in the case for being weird or, you know, they're all fucking weird. We're all weird. We all just need to come to terms with the fact that we're weird. We all do weird shit. And but we try to hide it and we try to not be weird because we don't want to be outside the path. But what you're doing in all of those little moments is you're completely self-abandoning like those are little moments of self-abandoning where it's even like well not wearing what you want to wear because you're like well I don't want to like look sloppy or I don't want to I don't want them to think that I like don't care about how I look or anything like that but like what if you're a per- what if you don't care about how you look what if we stop putting so much pressure on having to look 
looks good and presentable and those things all of the time? You know, what if people stopped saying to women, oh, you look so tired when they weren't wearing makeup? What if we didn't comment on people's appearance as the first fucking thing we say to somebody when we see them? We make people obsessed with their appearance. You know, there's always that quote that goes around that's like, oh, the least interesting thing about you is your appearance. We do not live in a world that lives by that statement. So asking people to live by it can be quite challenging because we're so afraid to let our freak flag fly. So afraid. I'm a weirdo. Like, I'm a weird human in the best way to me. But there is so many situations where I hide it. And not hide, maybe, I don't know if hide's the right word. Well, yeah, like where I just try to conform and adapt so that I fit in and I, I'm not rejected and I'm cool. But it's like, then these people don't even get to know the authentic me and all my friends that I love dearly and that I would consider like best friends and family. They all love the really weird parts of me that like are what they see. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're, they see the fake version of me. The friends that you love the most are the friends that see all the weird shit you do or the weird things you say or how you dress or they don't care. And it's, but yet those aren't the people we live our life around. It's like, I was listening to this podcast and they compared it to this idea where it's like, how many of us want to wear the comfortable shoe, but we don't wear the comfortable shoe because it's like, oh, well, they're nerdy, they're dorky, people think they're stupid. So we'll allow ourselves to be uncomfortable, which is a moment of self-abandonment, in order to appease the masses because somebody might think our shoes are stupid. Like, when you actually start thinking about things like that, it's like, oh, man, I know my life is mine and I genuinely only get one life. That's it. We get one life. And it's actually kind of short. And I know when you're younger, it doesn't feel short. But then all of a sudden, you start getting older. And it's like, wait, I'm how old now? Oh, no, I'm how old? And you have spent all these years. That's why people say their 40s, 50s, 60s, all of that become the better years because you stop giving a fuck about what everybody has to say. But I know it's a coming of age of like, caring and learning not to care but it's like we actually just need to build a society where nobody has to care where we admire people for being them their weird selves because here's the thing those are actually the people we're drawn to and love the most we love the people with an integrity of themselves they're powerful they're setting boundaries they do not give a flying fuck what anyone thinks they're like whatever i'm gonna do it we see it we're like oh man you're so brave um, or like, I wish I could be like them. I don't understand how they can do that. Like, that's so amazing. We see it in so many different settings, whether you're in, you know, communities of healing or you see people at the gym wearing clothes that you wish you could wear. That's common for me. <laughs> like, where I'm just like, oh, man, I'm never judging people at the gym. I'm always like, oh, I wish that I was comfortable enough to do that. And it's like, okay, but the reason you aren't is because you're afraid of what people will think and they're people you don't even know. And I understand all of this concept is so much easier. This is really a conversation for me too and understanding that it's like we're so easily swayed and manipulated by the idea of what somebody else might think about us or what if they reject us. And it's like, it is that really tried and true statement of like, if somebody is going to reject you because of what you wear or your sense of humor or how you speak or the fact that, you know, you don't feel the need to wear makeup all the time or maybe you do like to wear makeup all the time or you're not a person that likes to do their hair or whatever it's like okay but if like that's if you're around people who prioritize that and you don't want to prioritize that 
A, maybe they don't give a fuck. But B, maybe that maybe they're not actually your people. And you're giving away moments of your life and yourself. You're constantly in self-abandonment. We talk a lot about self-abandonment in relationships. But we self-abandon all day long. It's when we want to make a decision or say something and we swallow our tongue or we go along to get along. Those are all moments of self-abandon because we don't want to, often for women, we don't want to be a bitch. We don't want to be controlling. We don't want to be, you know, the person that's like, oh, I don't want to be like difficult. Um, and all of that is saying is like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter because I don't matter. What I want doesn't matter. What I need doesn't matter. Who I am, who I truly am doesn't matter. But we're so much happier and content when we're actually just like being our fucking selves. And like the weirder people are, honestly sometimes the more I love them like we're like weird in just like the most authentic version of themselves where they just genuinely don't give a fuck I'm just like I love it I love your energy I love that you just like walk around with this you're this confidence of like I am who I am and you can accept me or you can not accept me but that's not my problem and I just think that's somewhere we all need to understand is like again start reflecting on all of this is just a reflection. It's just an invitation to think about it because I don't have the answers. I'm thinking about it myself right now too because it keeps coming up in conversation where it's like, yeah, you're right. Why do I do that? Why do I think that I need to bite my tongue and be the kind of person? That's not to say that you should be cruel or unkind or be somebody. No, but you can state your needs. Someone else cannot like them, but that doesn't mean that you were mean or wrong or cruel or any of that. It just means that you stated your needs instead of being a doormat or instead of going along to get along and making things easier it's not a big deal but I just yeah that curiosity piece around like why do I self-abandon when it comes to what I want to wear or why do I feel insecure if I leave the house without makeup on or um if what are what are all the other like there's just so there's so many different things um I'm a person who just also I hate shoes in general like, if I could go barefoot literally everywhere, I would. Ah, oh, that would be the best, wouldn't it? Well, for me, it would be. I have gone barefoot in many places that a person shouldn't go bare feet. Bare feet. If you've ever been to Nashville North at Stampede, that floor has seen the bottom of my feet. Um, But, so I'm not a person that really gives a F about, I don't know why I decided to not swear in that one moment. I'm not a person who cares about shoes, how they look, or anything like that. But the amount of times I'll be like, oh, man, this looks stupid. I should wear different shoes um, because I like am concerned about whether or not people will be like, what the fuck is she wearing? Um, often my style, very homeless. <laughs> I choose comfort over everything. Um, but there's lots of times where it's like I don't wear what I want to wear because I feel like I need to wear something else in order to be like liked, validated, accepted, desired, all of those things. But then I'm uncomfortable all the time and I come across as insecure and I pull back and my social anxiety becomes a thing. But if I just wear what I want to wear and I dress how I want to dress, I'm I have way more fun and I'm way more confident. And I actually discovered this not very long ago. It was at the, let's go to Nickelback. Ugh, greatest concert of my life. Actually, not too true. Demar, Demont, Dermont, Dermont Kennedy was, but then it was Nickelback. But I was so exhausted. I was like dealing just more health stuff. 
that never ending cycle. Um, and I was just standing in my bathroom and I was like, the last, I'd done my makeup and I was like, I just, I don't want to do my hair. I literally do not want to do my hair. And nine times out of 10, I don't ever do my hair. It's just like when I'm going out. And I just decided in that moment, I don't have to do my hair. I can put my hair up in a ponytail and no one is going to care. They're not going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe she didn't do her hair. And I went without my hair done and the world did not fall apart. Um, So I'm slowly learning these things too. And, and it's just really been the last few weeks where I'm really beginning to question like, why do I self-abandon in certain areas in order to look a certain way? And physically, but also just like, like as a human where it's again I mentioned like you like dim and is dim the word I'm looking for like you subdue your energy and you light and all of that so that you don't make other people uncomfortable right but also we do it we use it as an excuse but it's like I actually do it so that I'm not uncomfortable right it's like I'm so worried what yeah we're worried about what everyone else thinks but that makes us uncomfortable so it's like I don't say what I want to say, not because I'm worried that you'll be uncomfortable, I'm worried that your uncomfortability will make me uncomfortable and I'm not sure I can handle that. And I think that is the biggest piece, right? As we, again, we like to put it on other people. It's like, oh, well, I just, I struggle to step into my power because I don't want to make others uncomfortable. No, you struggle to step into your power because you don't want to be uncomfortable. It scares you to hold that space. We're not taught to hold that discomfort to know that people can come and go and we will survive. We will be okay. We will not die. Because at the end of the day, that's what it ends up being. Well, if I'm rejected, I'm alone. And if I end up alone, I'm going to die alone. And what if I die alone? It's so scary. So my invitation to you, if you've made it this far, is what decision can you do today that is in true alignment with your authentic self? What version of you can meet the world today as your most authentic self where you can say, you know what? I can actually hold how uncomfortable this is in my body for this and recognize that I'm not going to die and I will wake up and see tomorrow, right? Or start to notice where, where do I not let my freak flag fly? Where do I just like hold back and try to be the cool girl and calm, cool, and collected? Where do I, or do I like adapt to fit in? And am I willing to change that? What can I do to change it? What does the feeling feel like? Can I sit with that? Um, Because yeah, we are not, our, our world is not going to change if we don't change how we show up in our world, that doesn't, that's not how it works, you know? And it's, we start looking, even a starting point would be to like, look at all the people you admire. You admire people because they, you actually, they're mirrors. You see in people what is available in you, right? So if you're drawn to powerful, weird, quirky people, that's because internally that's who you are, right? Like they say, when you're trying to find your values, who are you drawn to? Who do you emulate? Who, who, you know, who do you always listen to? Because chances are you have values and alignment. It's the same thing with like trying to find your authentic self. We're just so afraid of looking stupid. We're so afraid of being that like weirdo because it wasn't accepted in school, but we're not in school anymore for most of us. Right. And it's, again, it's like a lot of times if you are in school, it's like, yeah, something gets said because you're being you and that makes them really uncomfortable because they long for that and they they wish they could do that. That's so often what ends up happening, right? And 
unfortunately that means sometimes kids can be mean but i also then think that that means that you can tell them to fuck off um do i work with children yeah (laughs) would i say that probably um anyways if you've made it here thank you um i hope this piques some questions in you to really start questioning and getting clear on your authentic self and and where you hold back and and understand that you know you do matter you do matter in so many ways and it's your life it's your life and there comes a time where you'll see that and i just don't want any of us to realize that we waited too long to realize it was our life and that life's a lot more fun when we be weird and get weird and hang out with weird people so if you haven't already, subscribe, leave a review, hit me up on Instagram, let me know your thoughts, and just know that I love your weird. I love it so much. And if you're showing up online, being your most authentic self, and it's scaring you, know that I'm cheering you on, and I'm fucking loving it. And I will see you on the next episode.